Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for April 5th, 2000. Wow, is it already that time of the year, April? And uh, you know, I'm ex- It is. Yeah. I'm excited because here in the States, baseball season is two days away. Um, for my co-host facilitator, Twinkling Tori, um, I think cricket has its own. Uh, uh, I, 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 no, you're, you're fine. You can keep the cricket. Okay, I can keep the cricket. Okay, that, <laughs> you can keep the cricket. Um, <clears throat> so we do ask that everybody else remain muted, guys. So there's... No disturbance. So today I am going to do something a little bit different that I am not, uh, well, I guess you could call baking vegetarian, but we're going to be doing a vegetarian nut loaf. Now it is vegetarian, not vegan, um, because it does use egg whites. It does use a Worcestershire sauce, which we learned last week does have anchovies in it. So, which um, means some people might not even consider it 100% vegetarian. Exactly. So there you go. But uh, otherwise, that's it for the uh, animals. The rest is all going to be uh, nuts and mushrooms and stuff. And we're going to get making it. It's going to be fun. I've got at least two people cooking along with me today. My co-facilitator, Twinkling Tori, which, by the way, how are you today, Tori? I'm good. How are you, Ruby? I'm marvelous. And we've got uh, Tanya also cooking along with us. And, And finally, in our teas, we've got our host, Travis. And he is now going to let you all know how you can participate. Travis? All right. If you are on a PC to raise your hand and to lower your hand, if you so choose, it is Alt-Y. To mute and unmute, it is Alt-A on your keyboard. If you are on a Mac, it is Option-Y to raise your hand, and it is Command-Shift-A. Command Shift A to mute and unmute. If you are on a smartphone, to raise your hand, you go to the more button in the bottom right hand corner of the phone, double tap there, and swipe over to raise hand. If you want to lower your hand, it's the same action. If you to mute and unmute when called upon to do so, it is in the bottom left hand corner of the phone. It's a button, it's a toggle. If you double tap, it'll mute or unmute you. Uh, if you're on a touch pad, touch tone phone, it is star nine to raise and lower your hand and star six to mute and unmute. And those are the commands. And we do ask that if you are going to be raising your hand to ask questions until we ask for tips, you stick to just recipe specific questions as in for what we're actually doing at the precise moment. Yes, indeed. Now, one of the things I want to address real quickly, too, is, you know, last week, I think things got a little bit uh, hot in the kitchen when we were talking about ketchup and alternatives and stuff. You know, one of the things when you are cooking for multiple people is, um, you know, everybody has their likes and dislikes. So it's not a matter of who's right or who's wrong. It's a lot of times what are people's taste preferences what are their experience and so i just want to make sure that you know everybody realizes that um their opinion is valuable now the purpose of this call is to talk more about 
how to do stuff. And I do think there's maybe room for somebody else to start a call that could really focus more on nutrition and substitutes and stuff like that. So just something for you all that have a lot of nutrition tips and stuff to think about. And I'd be more than willing to talk with you on how you can organize it or stuff like that if uh, that is something you're interested in. So, um, and we could even work together as part of uh, the community. Now, um, I remind me to give you, I'll give you all the number at the end of the call, but we also have another very hardworking cook, Rebel Crafter, AKA Courtney. And she runs our ACB Cooks list, which you can subscribe to ACB Cooks, the plus sign, subscribe at groups.io, where you get all the recipes for the three cooking calls, mine, wake, make, and bake, and whatnot, and, uh, in the kitchen with Courtney and Carrie. And she also now has a phone number where you can call in and hear the ingredients list for each call. So I will give that to you all at the end of the call. For those of you that do not have access to a computer, this is a great alternative. All right, let's get started with our actual cooking. <clears throat> so the first thing we are going to need, what I really like about this recipe is... <coughs> We only need two measuring cups, our two cup and our one cup measuring cups. And so the first thing we are going to need is two cups chopped walnuts, and then we're going to uh, go from there. So I just got the chopped walnuts that are in a bag. They do it for you. And I find that to be the easiest. So what I'm going to do now is I've got the bag that I'm holding over the bowl here. I don't need to at the moment because first we've got to see if we can get the seal off of it. And when it wants to be difficult like it is now, then you resort to scissors. So I'm going to kind of like feel where I guess I'll we'll have to use a knife. I'm going to feel where the seam is. Actually, then I, oh, nope, never mind. I was able to peel it off. Okay. So there's a little seam on these Ziploc bags that you just peel off. Oops. And now we can open the Ziploc. <clears throat> and now I'm going to hold my measuring cup in one hand. It may actually be, um, we won't need the measuring cup because this isn't, eight ounce bag but we will see and nope this cup actually is this bag is equal to two cups of the uh, walnuts so I really didn't need not need the measuring cup for that all right what I will need the measuring cup for though is the breadcrumbs and it called for seasoned breadcrumbs they come in various seasonings. You can get garlic, Italian, uh, garlic parmesan, and they do have plain. They do also have the panko breadcrumbs. I think those are a slightly different texture, but I think they would probably still work for this recipe. And so. what? I would think so. I would think so too. So now again, it comes in the large canister that is very cylindrical in shape. You peel off the lid, you pull off the plastic film, and then in my left hand, I'm holding the canister, and my right hand is the measuring cup. I'm going to 
pour and I'm over the bowl because any extra is going to go into the mixing bowl and not on the counter. And again, having extra is not going to hurt it too much. Um, I would be careful not to use like the entire canister as you could end up with too much breadcrumbs and not enough of everything else. <clears throat> but um, there you go. Okay. Um, Tori, did you have anything you wanted to mention at this point before we continue on? Something I did, um, well, I did two things slightly different. One was um, I don't buy bread, breadcrumbs. I make them myself by toasting some bread, letting it go cold, and then crumbling it up. And I also could not get chopped walnuts, so I had to sort those myself as well um, because they just were out of <clears> stock. We can usually get them. I just couldn't today. Um, but walnuts are actually one of the easiest nuts to cut up because you can actually just snack them and they will break very easily. All right. Now I just need to take some technology classes and learn how to use my phone, i.e. use the front of the phone to meet and unmute instead of the back of the phone. All right. So, yes. And you could always use a blender or a food processor if you wanted to make them even more finely chopped. All right. So now we are going to have to do some chopping, at least in my part, as it calls for two cups chopped mushrooms. Now, um, I was hoping to get the sliced mushrooms in a six ounce jar, but... Uh, those last a little bit longer, but that's okay. I instead were the eight ounce mushrooms that are finely, um, they're sliced mushrooms. I find those the easiest to work with. And what's nice is we don't actually need a knife because we can actually take each mushroom and just break it up into little pieces and put it in our measuring cup. I'm guessing that this whole container will end up equaling about two cups, but we will see. So, yep. And uh, yes, this is one of the few times I will work with mushrooms. It is uh, necessary for this uh, recipe. I am not a big mushroom fan myself, but with a lot of the vegetarian recipes, they are important. Okay, do we have any questions at this point regarding uh, what we've done so far? There are no hands. All right. Tanya, who is cooking along with us, how are you doing? I'm doing perfect over here. All right. Um, what was that? Sorry. I said that's what we like to hear. Yes, yes. it is. Yes. And yes, Tori's method of making a toast is a good. Another thing I've done to make homemade croutons is I will put some butter and garlic powder on bread, especially French bread, and then bake it in the oven for a few minutes. And so that's another way you can make like some homemade croutons. Okay, um, what I really did, I bought the croutons from the supermarket that is already, you know, cut up and everything. Yes. Yep, the breadcrumbs, yep. Yes. I did too, but and, and of course, that where you're at can depend on availability of 
um, things, but um, we that I think especially in this day and age where you don't know what you might get when you go to the store, it's definitely good to know some alternative methods as well. Okay, I don't like the look of that particular sliced mushroom. So I'm just breaking them up with my hands here, and I guess I don't need the stems. We can get more actual mushroom. And so I'm just putting them in the cup as I go along. And I have the two-cup measuring cup, like I said, from Blind My Smart. I, that's where I got mine from. So that makes that really easy to work with. I did want to comment real quickly on my meatballs, how they turned out last week. And um, they turned out, flavor-wise, they turned out good. I think I could have cooked them for a little bit less. But having the ketchup, I Chanel did try them later on with the ketchup, and she did not like them that way. I personally think it helps to at least use a little bit so you can have some kind of liquid. And so that was my experience. Uh, those are my final thoughts on last week's barbecue meatballs recipe. How they turned out. Yeah, I mean, they did turn out, but they did stick to the pan because, and you may, if you're going to not use ketchup, I would actually probably grease the pan. That would be my other recommendation because, like I said, they don't stick otherwise, but, um, okay, so we're just, um, chopping here. We're using our hands. Now, the next thing we're going to also have is the diced onion. So I just cheated. I know I shouldn't. And I got the pre-diced onion from the store because I, again, it's quicker and it's all done for you. But you can chop an onion by hand if you need to. Um, what I like to do is slice it in half because I find that a lot easier to get the peel off of each half. And then you just need to cut off the stems and then I kind of like chop it into quarters and with a really good knife and that's what I like to do but you can like I said buy the diced onion from the store diced minced whatever so now I'm done with my mushrooms and I'm going to pour into the bowl all right so We've got our nuts, mushrooms, and breadcrumbs. All right, I was about to put the measuring cup in the sink. That would not be a good idea as I do need it. So if you have the eight ounce container of mushrooms, you could just chop the mushrooms directly into the bowl, but the advantage of using the measuring cup or another source is of course you can make sure that they all look good. But, um, there you go. I think I used to do this with my uh, food processor to really get them truly finely chopped, but I'm just feeling by hand to make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. And when you're ready, you do have one hand right now. All right, let's take them. All right, Chanel, go ahead. Is it okay for me to um, talk about you know what I I how I like the meatballs, or is that not appropriate at this time? Um, let us we'll hold off on that. Okay. Um, because we've got work to do, and I'm done with it. And uh, for now, well, not done with the work. I was done with the mushroom chopping. So I've got a container of onions here, 
and it calls for one medium onion diced. So I've got half a container of onions, which will work. I actually use the other half for the meatballs. And so I just lift the lid off the container, pour them into the bowl. It's that easy. Now we throw the container away. And we're going to move on to the next thing. And this, by the way, is one of those recipes that does call for just one mixing bowl. Yes. A lot of times we deal with the recipes that call for two. But this one, we definitely do it all in one. So... That's washing up to do. Yay! Exactly. But next, we're going to get to our soy milk. And this one calls for just one cup of soy milk. So, I got the, uh, it's the unsweetened soy milk, so make sure you look for that when you get into the store. It's usually the Silk brand. And it comes in, I wish it came in smaller ones, but they, well, they do. They just come in like these six-pack things. So this is a really tall carton, and there is a lid on one side of it. I'm going to unscrew the lid, and then there's a seal with a plastic ring that I'm going to pull up and kind of to the left away from me. Throw that in the sink, and now we're going to, again, hold the cup and the carton over the bowl and pour. It comes out mm, kind of quickly, actually, but extra will still go into the bowl. Okay, there we go. That, despite my best efforts, a little bit got on the counter. So, um, there we go. We now pour that into the bowl. And we'll put the carton into the fridge. Next is the egg whites. So this calls for two egg whites. I, for some reason, was not able to get the actual ones in a carton. So we'll just have to do it the manual way with the real eggs and just try to filter out the yolk as much as possible. And this is going to be a little bit uh, interesting. Um, what we're going to do is get out the eggs that would help and I'm going to use a separate bowl for, well actually I think we can do this all in one bowl so because less washing up to do is a really good thing so I'm going to get an egg and we're going to actually take that back. We will use a separate bowl for this, and I'm just going to use a really tiny bowl, and that way I can crack the egg over it. Okay, so I'm kind of cracking it near the edge. I'm going to take this top shell off, and now I'm going to hold it over the mixing bowl. I'm going to kind of use my fingers as a drain to get like the egg white out, leaving the yolk in the center. And um, this is a very interesting trick that I learned from one of my earlier calls. Okay. Um, it's really, though, a lot easier if you can get the carton of eggs because then you're just, uh, sorry, the carton of egg whites 
And that comes in a carton similar to the um, soy milk. Okay, so we've still got a yolk in the center. We're going to put, um, put the remainder into the sink and throw that into the bowl. But um, hopefully any bit of egg yolk getting into the recipe won't affect it too much. But the yolk is a little bit more of a harder uh, substance. It's not too terribly bad to drain it out. Okay, that was egg number one. But um, let's go for egg number two. Again, I'm going to crack near the edge. So I have an easy thing to work with. I'm going to close that away. And then I need to use my fingers to kind of keep the yolk in place. This one's coming out a little bit faster. So we're just going to have the egg white come out. And there we go. All right, Tori, Tanya, how are you gals doing? I have my stuff all ready to go in the oven. So I'm going to be doing that in a second. Um, all right. Uh, I'm doing fine. And I just following all the instructions. All right. I love to hear that. So I'm just getting out all of this particular egg white. Okay. Um, do we have any raised hands at this point regarding the recipe? You do not. All right. So now we need our seasonings and I am going to look at my instructions once again to make sure that I do the exact amount, but I believe it's a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon half, of... Half a teaspoon is paprika. Yep. No, well, I'm not going to use any salt. I'm going to put a little bit of pepper in it. All right. Oh, yes, yeah, so and we need three tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce. I knew I was forgetting something, and this one is kind of an important... Um, ingredient to give it the flavor. Now the Worcestershire sauce definitely has its own amount of salt. So yeah. Um you do have to be careful with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Do I have my tablespoon? If I have a spoon on the table, does that count as a tablespoon? These are the type of things that I ponder, you know, in my uh, little world. And, um, okay. So I love it when my spoons run away. So, but actually, no, I did find one that will work. Okay. So the Worcestershire sauce, again, if you remember from last week, if you were on the call, it comes in the glass bottle. It has a flip top lid, but for pouring purposes, I prefer to take the lid off completely. We're going to pour into the spoon and dump. And do that. Again, I'm holding it over the bowl. I'm using my left hand for the bottle, right hand for the measuring spoon. Of course, you may find it easier to work from the other direction. You have to figure out, again, what works best for you, depending on your abilities and your 
you know, if you're left-handed or right-handed. Okay, now we're just going to, I'm not going to do an exact measurement of the salt. I'm just going to use my salt shaker to kind of sprinkle a little bit in. I don't think we really need too much anyway, because, like I said, we've got... That's the same thing I did. <laughs> Not that Just we have much of it. on there. Yep. So, all right, there we go. And I need to get the ex excess off my hand here. So let's do that. When you're cooking like this, you do definitely have to do. At least I find a lot of hand washing, unless you are really like one of those that are like super, super, super careful and. Uh, Whatever. Even so, it's probably still better to be safe. Wash your hands constantly when you cook. Yep. Um, all right. When you are ready, so, you have one hand. All right. You ready? Yep. I'm all right, ready. Jonathan, go ahead. Herbie, how much is that a teaspoon or a tablespoon you were using for the sauce? What's the sauce? It was three tablespoons, Jonathan. Okay. Thanks. No problem. All right. Now, paprika, that is one of those spices I do like. And um, I don't know that you can get too much of it um, myself. But um, that can, again, of course, be taste as well. But uh, now, except where did my paprika go? <laughs> Deadly on purpose, put more than half a teaspoon of paprika as well. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to do that too, so, because I think it does have a good flavor. So I've just got a little bit left in this bottle. We're going to pour the whole thing in. Um, paprika, by the way, for uh, if you like KFC, that is actually, I think, one of the key ingredients they use in their uh, chicken for the uh, flavor. So, okay. So we've now got in our salt, our paprika, our soy milk, and breadcrumbs, walnuts. The only thing left is chopped parsley that we need. And it calls for um, about a half a teaspoon. Let's see what we got for our parsley here. It comes in a spice bottle. Um, it has a plastic film on it, so you have to take the lid and the little uh, strainer part off. I'm going to set those aside here on another countertop where there's no mess. And now let's take a look at our plastic film because it's going to be one of those that's difficult to get off. All right. No seam, no problem. There's a reason why they invented sharp knives for situations like this where I can't find the seam. So I'm just going to take a sharp knife. You could also use a butter knife. And I'm just doing a vertical slit down into the film, not all the way to the bottom of the thing, though it doesn't matter. You're not going to really cut anything. And now I have created a hole where I can take the plastic film off. It'll come off in pieces, but that's fine. The idea is to get it off and out the way so we can use our parsley. So that is how I do it. If you are really good and have like really sharp nails and are able to peel it off, even though there's no visible seam, nothing wrong with that. But 
Um, I had to do it a little bit differently, so now calls for a half teaspoon of chopped parsley. So I did see my half teaspoon, and how this works is I'm actually going to take the lid off the you know since the whole thing is off anyway, and I'm just going to pour into the tablespoon. It'll have a little bit more than a half teaspoon, but I don't think that's going to be a bad thing. Definitely not. So, and um, by the way, folks, you know, if uh, you want more parsley, you can always go to Scarborough Fair where they have parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Okay, I'll quit. Kirby. I know. Um, so, let us put that up in our spice cupboard. And now, what was that? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. No, you're, you're, because of where you're at, it cuts in and out sometimes, at least on my end. So, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not okay. cutting you off or anything like that. I was just saying yes and move on quickly from that comment. Yes. Well, we're doing that right now because we are about to stir everything together. And then we will actually use our hands afterwards to make it into more of a loaf but i'm going to at least get everything mixed in ah yes this is definitely smelling like a nut loaf okay some of this stuff might have helped to i guess to stir as you uh, go along but um all right and at least for me Definitely working in a big mixing bowl is helping a lot because there's just so much to this. Alright folks, so coming up, we're going to get this in the oven and then there is we're going to go to Tori's tips and then your tips afterwards or questions regarding anything that uh, you may have to uh, talk about. Also... Um, while I'm stirring here, just a reminder that Wake, Make, and Bake with, well, I was going to say Tori, Janine is tomorrow at this very same time on the ACB community. If you are not part of the ACB community, I highly encourage you to send an email to community at acb.org. And that way you can get access to all the calls that are happening including the neighborhood coffee clutch right after this call which somebody had asked me the other day if i'd ever consider extending this call sorry guys i maybe it's selfish of me i don't know but i enjoy the coffee clutch way too much to extend my call so um Though I, I will admit there are some benefits, well, there are some benefits. I, I, I really enjoy the coffee clutch. It is a great way to socialize and get to know other people. This advertisement has not been paid for by Cindy Hollis, the ACB community, or any of its members. So there you go. Okay, so I've kind of stirred it up, and now we're going to pour... I'm just going to use my hands, really, to mix it up a little bit more. And it's going to become a very stiff batter type consistency, which is what we want. And now I'm going to pour this into 
the loaf pan. It calls for a nine by nine loaf pan, or so. I'm going to pour it in, spread it out. This stuff actually nicely comes out of the bowl. Now we don't have raw meat or anything like that to worry about, but you still want to make sure that you know you thoroughly wash the bowls and all that type of stuff afterwards. But um, like this is a lot more of a different consistency to work with than an actual meatloaf, where um, it's just totally different texture-wise. So. Um, but we do want to put it in a greased loaf pan, by the way. I do want to mention that, that it does call for the pan to be greased. And we're just, I'm just kind of trying to flatten it out a little bit. And the oven is to be set to 350, and we're going to bake it for 35 minutes. I'll probably check on it at like 32 minutes, because this oven is nice and warm, and... We don't want to overcook it. So I'm just washing up here before I put the pan in the oven. So, again, I do not believe in the idea of removing an oven rack. I think it should be in the same spot all the time. That way you know where it is, and you can always practice in an unheated oven. Or you can always have your oven not preheated, but just add an extra time when you turn it on. So I'm opening the door. And I'm not going to bend down completely, but just enough to where I can lower my arm and I need to move up my oven rack, actually. Um, that's okay. And now it's in the oven, and set timer for 32 minutes. Alright, while that is happening, we are going to have Tori's tips, and I'm also going to get you that phone number for any of you calling people that would like to be able to hear the ingredients for the various cooking calls. Take it away, Tori. Okay, so um, as those of you who know me well will know, I had to veganize this one because I am completely vegan. So what I did differently was instead of the Worcestershire sauce, I use soy sauce and um, instead of the egg whites, I used some silken tofu. Now there are other egg options you can use like aquafava, which is the um, liquid from chickpeas or a bit of um, soya yogurt or you can use apple cider vinegar or this might surprise some of you, a banana. Um, but I personally think that silken tofu is the best option for this particular recipe. Um, also, the soy milk you get, the brand is not important, the type is. It's important that it's the unsweetened soy milk, if you're going to go with the soy milk. Um, but the brand isn't important. I, however, had to be different because I have a rotation system with my milks. And the one I currently had open is actually a hazelnut milk. So I'm actually using that today um, because, well, it is a nut loaf. So I didn't think it really mattered. And if people want soy in it, well, you get that from the tofu anyway. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I actually chopped the nuts myself, which I didn't use a knife. I just did it by snapping the walnuts into small pieces. And I made my own breadcrumbs by toasting some bread and then crumbling that up once it was cold. 
um, to make homemade breadcrumbs because I prefer not to buy them myself. And I think that's about it, really. All right. Thank you, Tori. So before we go on now, if you have any questions, tips, Chanel, if you want to share your meatball experiences, um, you can do so. But I want to give out this phone number for anybody that needs to would like to call in. Now, first of all, just as a reminder, we do have a cooks list. And that is ACB cooks plus sign subscribe at groups.io. This is for all three cooking calls. It's not just mine, but you get wake, make, and bake, and in the kitchen with Courtney and Carrie. So a three for one deal. You can't beat that, folks. And that also works if you need to email any of the, any of us for any reason. ACBcooks at gmail.com. And Courtney, our hardest working cook, will get that to uh all of us with the acb cooks list you also get some other cool tips too such as 13 unhealthy kitchen habits i was doing one or two of them i won't tell you which ones but um and uh, one that made me think of the cindy hollis how to cook bacon so you get a lot of cool things on this list not just our recipes but we do recognize that not everybody has email access and so courtney and I give her full credit for this because when I didn't think of this idea, came up with the idea of having a call-in number that you can dial and listen to the ingredients list. She tries to update it before each cooking call. So right now you hear my ingredients list, but sometime today she'll update it for wake, make, and bake tomorrow. So I'm going to give you the number now and... Make sure you write it down so you or anybody else that needs it will uh, be able to use it. It's a U.S. number 662-443-2664. Once again, that phone number, if you want to call in to hear the ingredients list, 662-443. 2664 and I will gladly repeat that number later on if anybody needs me to. All right, Travis, do we have any raised hands? We have one hand right now and that is Sandra. Sandra, yes. Hi guys, I've got a question about um the nuts it's about this recipe but it's more general question really about soaking the nuts so you can eat them um i've forgotten the name of the enzyme that like comes on all nuts but apparently if you soak them overnight um it gets rid of it um so basically what to soak them in it would water do fine or something else it's not actually necessary to do that. Um, you can just eat them as they are. But if you feel that you want to do that, then yes, water is fine. Okay. Thanks. All right. You are most welcome. Any other raised hands? Not at, not at this time. All right. Um, Shining Chanel, are you still with us? Yes. All right. So I don't really like nicknames, but yes. Anyway. Right. Um, I can't any, call you charming. Um, no. Oh, just okay. Chanel will do. But just Chanel will do. All right. Yeah. In 
Anyway, though, I, like Herbie said, I didn't really care for the meatballs once ketchup was added. One, it was too tomatoey, and two, it was a little bit more liquidy, runny, not liquidy per se, but they were just more messy with the ketchup, and I liked the flavor, you know, just of the other stuff in the sauce minus the ketchup. So I liked them better the first time, even though they were burnt a little bit. I'd rather have burnt almost than ketchup. So that's just my opinion. I, I think the reason they were so close to being burnt is with less liquid, they would have needed less cooking time. Right. And Herbie still did less cooking time, even for the, with like, once he yeah, added the ketchup did, you know, and then it yeah. wasn't cooked enough. So, yeah. Yeah, the reason why I did it, so the first time I thought they still got a little bit too crisp for, for my liking, when I and that was when I used a cup and a half of ketchup when I made this for myself. Uh, um, I like crisp myself. So but. We'll go for a little bit more crisp next time. I And uh, the other thing I was experimenting too with like some of the, you know, I think I used a different ground beef this last time, but um, I did cook it for less. I thought they turned out just fine. Maybe could have used a little bit more time like five five more minutes but no i i liked them a little bit messy but maybe i can get away with half a cup of ketchup because i do think it needs some liquid to really help it cook especially if you're going to burn them then i definitely think but um yeah, Sounds no, like I, I thought like one of those what personal preference situations it does and uh, you, it very much does. So, um, but, uh, you know, I, I thought we went somewhere else for a burnt surprise, but I guess I have to, and I was told never to do that here, but I guess I'm going to have to rethink that for at least one recipe now. So, um, anyway, so let's talk about, uh, well, first of all, do we have any? Um, you have two hands now. All right. Uh, Jonathan, you may go ahead. What do you replace if someone's allergic to nuts? There, Herbie or Tori? Um, well, it wouldn't be a nut loaf anymore. Um, but the option for that would be you could make a vegetarian loaf using rice instead of nuts. Okay. All right, thanks. Um, and if somebody's allergic to gluten, then you just make sure you use gluten-free bread. Yes, that's correct. All right. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Okay. Our other hand is a phone number, uh, 561, ending in 906. All right. Hi, who is Jill. this? Hello, Jill. Jill. And who is this? Hi. Jill. Jill. This is Jill. Okay. Jill. Yep. Um, I made your recipes, um, the barbecue sauce. I got a crock pot and then I sprayed the crock pot and then I made the sauce exactly how the recipe was and I didn't have beef but I had um I had like four boneless chicken breasts and then I put it in the crock pot and then I put it for like eight at six to eight hours I forgot exactly uh the timing and then I made pull and then I shredded it when it was done and, and made like pulled chicken and it was it came out great with um the sauce. So, um, yeah, that was good and then we put it like on sandwiches and with pickles and tomato yeah. and condiments. So 
And then, um, so next I'll try it with the meatballs because I do like um, beef. But another substitute instead of nuts would be um, drained um, lentils. Yeah, that's another option. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Don't it, I've time never time. tried it, but I know that's a popular um, vegan option. So I don't yes, know. It, um, you're you're absolutely you correct. Lentils would be another option. Um, mm-hmm. which you could do instead of the nuts. You can either get a can of them, just drain them, throw them on there instead of place the nuts. Mm-hmm. Or you could get some dried lentils and soak them and do it that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never done any dried beans before. But um, I, I remember growing up, my grandfather always had like a bowl on the counter with beans soaking and he he always did it that way. So that's a great for me to try. Yep. Okay. Thank you. You're most welcome. And my quick question for you is, what is your address? I'm gonna be right over. You know, try some of that pulled chicken with that barbecue sauce. <laughs> or you can make. It I got it. Can you, yeah, you, you have the recipe, Herbie. You could do it. <laughs> I did. I've, I've always wanted. Um, I oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I've always wanted to make my own um, barbecue sauce. So that that was really a good um, base recipe for that. And then people could add in, like, if they want a little Dijon mustard or whatever all the variations of barbecue yes. sauces are. But I just followed that recipe exactly. And um, it's a good good starting point. Yes, indeed. So um, I'm not quite sure. A couple things I wanted to mention. Well, first of all, do we have any other raised hands? We have one more. You want to take it? Yes. I'll go ahead, Peggy Ann. Yeah, um, I have a question, and I had to step away for a minute, so I don't know if this has been answered. So I apologize in advance. Um, If um, I'm also not a big fan of mushrooms, um, is there an alternative to mushrooms? So with this recipe, I mean, to, like I said, I'm not a big fan of mushrooms either, unless they're fried and then batter, then they really taste good that way. Um, but texture-wise, they can be a little bit off. But what I would do is just finely chop them even more so than I did, and because they're just going to bake into the recipe and you won't even notice them they're more, they're more for texture than anything else and i know that you're probably thinking if you're if you're like me you know you're thinking oh that sounds gross but um it uh it really is there more for the texture than for the uh, taste um tori did you have any yeah um, uh you can actually not use them um, if you're making it specifically as it is for a vegetarian, there's the option of using corn pieces. Um, I'm not a big fan of those myself, but those are an option for a vegetarian. Um, or you can actually um, use the lentil option. Um, it'll give a different texture, but it is an option for something to fill in for the um, mushrooms if you really are against having mushrooms in your meatloaf. Now, uh, 
question for you, Tori, because uh, you know I, I don't know everything, guys. So I'm, you mentioned the corn pieces. Uh, so why would that not be an option for vegans? Well, it's not always not an option for vegans. There are some corn pieces it's an exception to, but most corn products actually contain egg. Ah, all right. But in my case, um, I will avoid even the ones that are specifically designed to be egg-free because I don't like them. That makes sense. All right. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, it's very interesting the things you learn. And, you know, it really shows you, like, you know, what we miss when we don't look at labels. I don't even know if I was, if I was cited, though, if I look at labels. Um, you know, I've tried to be vegetarian and vegan before you, you you've been on my cooking calls you know how well that worked out but um i'm not dissing it by any means i'm just saying for me it's been it's a personal it's a it has to be a personal choice i it does I, I, i'm allergic to dairy and can't and can't stand the taste of meat which is why i don't like the corn products yep. um even the ones that are vegan friendly and so um, in so, your case i mean in your case you don't even have a choice if you're allergic i mean that makes it even more well, I could technically, I could have the meat items if I wanted to, but the dairy, right. I don't have a choice. Um, right. I, could, I can be ill or I can not have the dairy. So, you know. Yeah, I, I guess you do have a choice in that respect, be ill or not be ill. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the meat. and But, you know, people, of course, you know, and this is where cooking can get really interesting. And, again, if you're cooking for a large group of people, you definitely try to get to know people's, preferences because you may have to make a gluten-free option or there are people with nut allergies that yes um, um, but, but i mean my husband does eat meat um yeah. in fact he he is not even veg he's not vegetarian he's not vegan he eats meat he eats dairy we have separate fridges to keep the dairy stuff from coming anywhere near my stuff because of the allergy um but my view is he wants to eat that stuff that's fine um i i don't um, so, you know, nine times out of 10, we're actually making two meals each day. Yep. Well, sometimes I am well, and, but even though like uh, Chanel and I will eat a lot of the things now, I've, I, I've, I've been bad. I've gotten her back on, uh, I've gotten her liking steak, but, um, you know, I might make something uh, spicy or whatever that uh, Chanel wouldn't like. So, you know, there, there's a lot of scenarios where you might be making two different variations or you can compromise depending on what it is. Ten minutes left. Perfect. Okay, do we have any other raised hands? None at this time. You're clear. All right, guys. So a couple on, things I do... Oh, go ahead. On the subject of some uh, not liking spicy things and sauces, as we were discussing, so the recipe says about serving this with a spicy yes. thing. So I'm curious to know what you're serving yours with. None of that. I can tell you that. Uh, well, I um, kind of assumed as much because I'm assuming Chanel's going to have some. Um, yep. So, so I, I we so just serve it as is. Um, I'm going to make something with it. Like we'll make some side dishes, like some green beans, and um, should have thought about actually doing like uh, really being bad and doing some air fried baked potatoes. But you have one hand now. Okay, we have one hand, and a real, so real quick, I was going to answer your question, Tori, but we could always do things like serve it on a sandwich with, like, mayonnaise and cheese. That's one option if you want a kind of a sauce thing, or you could use, like, a barbecue sauce. 
I mean, I know what I'm going to be doing. And the reason I laughed when you said about green beans is that's one of the things I'm serving mine with. All right. There you go. Well, Tor- that's the reason why Tori and I, you know, uh, we, we, we some, we've been thinking a lot on this call. All right. Um, who do we have? It's Chanel. Chanel. Okay, yeah, just um, I actually like I like mayo and I like ranch. I kind of like those type, not so much the sweet sauces. And um, yeah, I could do tons and tons of mayo on things. But anyway, I also um, I would eat you know tofu and other things more because sometimes to me meat doesn't have a lot of flavor. That's why I stop. You know, when you can season it well, that's one thing. But I would rather you know have the thing that's slightly healthier. You can still season it, and it's still has a bit more it's easier a lot of the stuff is easier to eat than me so anyway herbie didn't so much get me back into steak is that i kind of liked it before and he knows how to make it sort of but yeah so you like steak well, yeah yeah mm-hmm. so speaking of steak actually we're going to do that next week but we're going to have some vegetarian side dishes along with it we're going to do a garlic mashed potatoes and um We'll do some sort of vegetable. Um, I tried doing steamed broccoli the other day, and that became more of so- a soggy, wet broccoli. But uh, we'll overcooked it. Overcooked it. Yep. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, though, and Jill's comment on the crock pot reminded me of this: is I now have in my possession an instant pot. So at some point, I'm going to try out some instant pot recipes on you all. And um, I also got for another vegetarian option, Tori gave me a very good sounding uh, tofu scramble recipe. So uh, we're going to do that at some point. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't figured out what I want to make along with it. So we actually have. Have you ever this. made homemade hash browns? I have made homemade hash browns. There's an interesting idea. That is an excellent accompaniment to tofu scramble. All right, so I think that'll be our next vegetarian call is tofu scramble and hash browns homemade. And I have definitely a couple of ways of uh, talking about hash browns and or fries. So that is a brilliant idea. And um, I love hash browns with my tofu scramble. All right. So there you go. We'll have tofu scramble and hash browns as our next vegetarian dish. So, and uh, I'm focusing on cooking more than I am baking right now, guys. But the other thing I wanted to mention is, um, uh, so I did get an electric, uh, like an Instant Pot, but uh, Gene Johnson, uh, the first and third Wednesdays of the month has It's Electric. And actually, I think about the second and fourth Wednesdays, because I think this Wednesday is the Sheila's Recipe Swap. But uh, she recently talked about on her call this last week some meatball recipes you can do in the Instant Pot. Now, they do call for the frozen kind, um, which I have not looked into because I want to make sure if I get any frozen kinds, they are the ones that don't contain any pork or anything like that. But um, there's some variations on that. And she does have a Facebook group called... um, Oh... All things, uh, all, all tech, small kitchen appliances. I'll have to get the name for that. But um, I do also, uh, I'll see if I can uh, get her permission to send her email uh, with the uh, meatball recipes to the ACB cooks list. All right, I now know I've got five minutes left on my station. we got another show coming up at the top of the hour, Down Country Memory Lane. 
And for ACB5, coming up, I happen to know that uh, we will have independent living skills and disaster preparedness and abacus made simple. And that's all starting at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern. And we'll hope you'll join us either on Media 5 or Zoom for those calls. And I know too well because I'm actually streaming two of those. Anyway, um, and of course, the Neighborhood Coffee Clutch is uh, happening at the top of the hour as well. Uh, do we have any final raised hands? Yes, Jonathan has his hand up. Jonathan. Derby, how do you make your stir-fry vegetable? Sir Fry, okay, let's save that for another call because I don't have enough time to go into that. But the basic okay. idea is you can get frozen vegetables and you yes. know, fry them. Yes, you could that do that. that. Yeah, but Sir Fry is another great call. And I, that's uh, if you could email me, uh, Jonathan, and remind me that I said I would do a Sir Fry call, that would really be okay. a big help. No problem. I'll email you. All right. Yep. I am open to ideas, guys. Like I said, this nut loaf recipe was by request from Chanel. So is the tofu scramble. And um, another recipe I'm going to be doing soon is a sesame chicken. And we'll do a stir fry and uh, a little time to be doing some kind of baking as well. I've not made cookies yet on the call. No, I did make cookies. I think the only thing I, I don't think yeah, I made, made any. made my cookies. Yeah, I made your cookies. Yes. And uh, I don't think I've made brownies yet, so that's something else I should. You try haven't to do made the puff cakes yet either. Uh, uh, no, I have not. Oh, we got to do Welsh cakes and brownies. All right, we got some exciting stuff. That's why we're doing these calls every week now instead of every other week. So I've got a lot of exciting stuff to make. And uh, we may also try uh, some more variations on barbecue recipes um, for people that are interested in trying variations on uh, barbecue sauces and stuff so tori and tanya i'm glad that you two were able to cook along with me today and uh, tori i'm glad you were able to co-facilitate i am eager to hear your guys's experience on the, the nut loaf afterwards travis wonderful job of hosting as always glad you could uh, help out today and look forward to seeing you on the other calls everybody else no matter how you listened or tuned in, you are very much appreciated. I am glad to have you along for the ride. Remember, we're here every Tuesday. Don't forget to join Janine tomorrow for Wake, Make, and Bake. And Courtney and Carrie this Sunday at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern for In the Kitchen with Courtney and Carrie. I believe it'll be Carrie cooking for us. So she'll yes. be carrying that weight. All right. Um... She won't be cooking beetles or anything like that. Okay, I'm gonna really stop now. I'm ahead. You, yep. you need to stop. We need to end this call. <laughs> we do. So with that, um, thank you, Ellen. Thank you, but thank you, Deb, also for streaming this as always, and ACB Media Five for being willing to stream it, and uh, ACB Dwelling General, and of course, Cindy for the community calls. All right. <laughs>